0: Welcome to Shamewatch, and go free-dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we, our guests, love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. And today, we learn that love and to be loved is the greatest thing ever as we watch Mulan Rouge! I'm James. Down below me is the lioness herself. Olivia Satine <laughs> Uh Next to her is Aaron Salinas. And above him... What? Okay. Kenny Madison.
1: Chief Archivist, flatfilms.com. Oh, my hug alarm's going off.
0: Your hug alarm?
1: Yeah, I have an alarm set at 221 every day so I can go give Heidi a hug.
0: Okay.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. That yeah, you have yeah. done this sweet. before.
3: Yeah.
0: I have no recollection, but I believe, yeah. You don't Sorry. remember my hug alarm?
1: Nope. Aaron, make sure that that peaks.
0: No, it is. Go hug good, Heidi.
1: Good.
0: I can't. She's Go hug Heidi. We we'll I put can't this on pause. Here.
1: No, she's not here. I can't.
0: Why is it? Where is she?
1: She's taking pictures.
3: Thirst what? straps?
1: No, unless the baby wants to get laid. What? <laughs>
0: Wait, what? are She's we taking baby about...
1: pictures. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so we watched Moulin Rouge, uh, and as a hopeless romantic, I was all about it. Oh, are you a romantic? I am. I'm hopelessly he is. romantic. He's romantic. the
3: hopeless romantic of this pod.
0: Much
1: like Olivia Newton, John, and Grace, she's, uh, James is hopelessly devoted to not you, just love and joy. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Man, <laughs> that song, I, I can never watch grease at a uh, drive-in movie because it is almost guaranteed that i'm going to be distracted with hopelessly devoted to you and i know that from experience i missed a few parts of invisible man because <laughs> grease was going on next door
3: oh my god <laughs> I mean.
0: so i already said i love this movie who else loves this movie well hold jeans i want to get into as, it, per,
1: as per usual you're trying to rocket ship into the show but yes. we have to set the groundwork, which is, one, which is why the archivist brings out his his tomes and tomes of files, strews them all about the table, and then asks people what their relationship with this movie is, and explains why the c- we're actually
0: talking about <laughs> Moulin Rouge! What, what measurement is that? Is that metric? It's every what? cut in this film. And that's the c- Oh boy
3: I'm going to start using that now
1: (laughs) So Olivia uh, You're a lioness, you're the detective Can you shine your spyglass on why the heck we're covering Moulin Rouge In this month of all months
3: Well Moulin Rouge marks week 3 of Rocktober So we are really excited to continue on with our musical series Uh, Yeah
1: and this is where we put in the Rocktober stinger. Just, just put that in right now.
0: Yep. Cool. October. Wow. Wonderful. Wow, what a great That's singer. Uh, yep. What I love about it is that, Kenny, it's so interesting.
1: Now, what's our relationship with this movie? Where Where do we see... Mul- I'm assuming that everyone has seen Moulin Rouge?
0: This is my first time seeing it all the way through.
2: Same. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, how fun.
0: Uh, yeah. Because uh, I'll set the scene. Uh 2010 it was the early 2010s uh, uh opening the red curtain the maestro is going uh, yeah. crazy uh i was uh, uh, high school james was madly in love with no. a lady uh,
3: uh
0: that has deep implications but i won't go into it now but madly in love with this lady and uh uh She always loved this movie, and (laughs) James hated it because he didn't understand it. And his family made sure he didn't like musicals. Bummer. So I always felt weird watching this because I wanted to like it, but my parents were like, musicals are dumb. You shouldn't like them.
3: So you never watched it the full way through?
0: Nope. I would start watching a scene and like, this is dumb, Aaron. Turn it off. Not you, Aaron the girl's oh. name was Aaron great name
3: Pl- plot twist it was Aaron Salinas
0: in a wig I mean I'm still madly in love with Aaron Salinas I
3: mean, who I is not madly you. in love with Aaron Salinas yeah. can't blame you. I mean, look. He's, a, he's a
0: good guy <laughs> he's a good guy I good just guy. I just hate La La Land oh
1: if God. I ever go back on social media I'm
2: it on ju- dating apps that'll it be just on makes,
0: my it makes me cry La La Land <laughs> makes me cry uh, and
1: this is where we play the this is where we play the screw La La Land stinger screw-
3: Oh, yeah. But, uh, y'all are really making me put it in the work here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So Moulin Rouge. Uh, <laughs> James saw this in a tempestuous relationship with his uh, high school beau.
0: Yeah, it was a real weird time for uh, James' fight. Uh, without going into it too deep. Uh,
3: hey, don't spoil it. for. Save it for Baywatch. I can oh, give yeah. a little taste. Okay, okay give a little, give a little, a little taste. Tea, and you might fine. not
0: even be able to do Baywatch soon. Oh, well, um, hold on. Hold because on. you'll be in a relationship.
3: No. No.
2: I don't know, I'm Olivia. Now. He did I'm ask he, now. he did ask about a breakfast taco. Yeah, so okay, if I'm you saying. want to know
3: the context about that, you got to you got to sign up for the $5 tier on Patreon. That's where we have the pre-show bits.
0: This teasers, all makes sense.
1: Also, as a teaser for Baywatch, I think we should probably put in the Baywatch stinger right
3: here.
0: Yeah. Jesus.
1: The uh, Baywatch.
0: Hold
1: there
2: wow, so interesting.
0: I'm so Wonderful. excited to start with that show with you, Olivia. Sorry. I'm uh, putting
2: this in, by the way. <laughs> stingers oh or not. I'm putting this in.
3: Okay. As yeah, we you should. You're seriously making me put the work in. Well You don't have you, to
1: do stingers. Just let them say it. Just <laughs> no, let's put in stingers or let's do let's do it. Let's let's do this. We're we're a morning zoo show now.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah. So James, I hope you're recording this because now we have some more merch ideas. So, like, anytime Kenny's, like, insert stinger here. Or, yeah,
0: or <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Stinger. <laughs> insert I'll, I'll stinger. I'll add that to the list.
1: Uh, speaking of adding to the list, Olivia, what was your first experience with Mulan? Rouge? So we can go down the list of first times.
3: Yeah, so uh, I, like, James, this was the first time I'd actually seen it from beginning to end. I was very familiar with Lady Marmalade, the cover that was done by Christina and Pink and Lil Kim and Maya, that song fucking slaps. Uh, so I've, I've, you know, was aware of the soundtrack, uh, the Roxanne number oh. and everything, but I had never, I'd only seen scenes like just either on YouTube or clips just growing up. I, when it came out in 2001, I believe, uh, yeah. I was still pretty young. So the whole like sexual, Energy and stuff was probably not appropriate for an eight, nine-year-old. Uh, that, sure. may, that may surprise you, because uh, I am the lioness of this pod. But, yeah, this is cool. the put in first... the lioness
0: stinger right here. <laughs> uh, we'll go on hold. hold. Wow, what a great stinger. Olivia, wow, you incredible. are knocking it out of the park with these. Y'all are adding 15 minutes on just these comments. <laughs> Good. Great. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's part of our brand. We like to do... Bits and stingers. We those like those to have bits. We like to have, we we like to like have to goofs fun. and gaffs. Or goofs and gaffs.
1: Bits and baths. Anyways, sorry to interrupt things with a bit. Olivia, no, continue.
3: No, no, you're good. Um, that's pretty much it. So I, I had a wonderful experience watching this movie the whole way through.
1: I saw this movie for the first time in high school, probably on cable. I want to say that the first time I saw it might have been on the IFC channel. Oh, nice. I could definitely be getting that wrong. But the first time I remember watching this movie was definitely on a TV. Um, okay. I, th- I think of the living room of my home. Uh, and I remember just being completely transfixed by it because it is such a... Uh, at least for a high school kidding who was so angst-ridden and filled with emotion, this movie is... Th- this movie is emotion dialed up to 11. So for someone that is l- just yearning for emotional expression and to be understood. To see this movie that is so hypercharged and feels so much like a high school like a like a high school sense of humor and a high school sense of storytelling. Oh boy. Uh it it was marvelous. And I, I, I watched it in high school and I remember watching it again on a band trip. I was actually asleep and then I woke up and the Moulin Rouge was on the T V and I was so excited that it was there. And since then, I might have seen it one or two times, but I honestly don't really remember having seen it until uh, last night whenever I watched it again and was just, oh, boy. I love me some Boz Lorman. I love me some Boz Lorman. Now, granted, the only other Boz Lorman that I've ever seen is The Great Gatsby. Go back to our Great Gatsby episode. That's, that episode is the hotness. So I kind of have a, a, a
2: strange m- memory of, of this film. Um, only because I remember the name a lot because my parents actually used to do a uh, Oscar party every year.
3: Oh, um,
2: yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, friends would come over. They'd have ballots, um, and you know, being the son of a florist and a baker slash nurse, my parents were a little bohemian. A lot of stuff just everywhere. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but uh, I remember this year after if i'm not mistaken we did not have an oscar party because this was the oscars that followed september 11th
0: oh and
2: so my parents were like no this is not a thing we should do we shouldn't be celebrating or gathering or having you know fun you know it's just a different time and i remember that this was the first oscars where it was kind of chill it was just me and my family and there was a lot of moulin rouge on the ballot there was a lot of a whole lot of Mulan, reason I think they got nominated like eight or ten times. They only took like ten awards though, or two awards, excuse me. Um, but they got nominated a lot. I was like, "Wow, this movie's probably great," and my parents wouldn't allow me to watch it because, you know, um, it's but sexy. It's a sexy movie. I also watched. I've watched this movie beginning to end in high school because I was actually casted as a ringleader in a circus in a play about a circus um, and he was kind of like a dark mean cruel ringleader towards the you know the circus folk so my teacher had me watch a few films and and moulin rouge was one of them and el tango Del roxanne is arguably one of the best numbers in a musical movie it is just and when he starts off with the and I'm like uh-huh. oh uh-huh. god and then it yeah. just like it just feels like love you shouldn't be having like the entire movie you're just like the entire number you're like this this is passionate love that you know you're never going to have again because this person is toxic but you yeah. can't help but be enthralled bad. with this like it is just it is such a hot number such a hot number and the overall the, the, the musical's great it's a fun musical there's characters that are fun and I care about, and it's an interesting story. Who'd have thought that that's what you need? You know, um, but I think it is so much fun, and and we got Johnny Legs in it. I love me some Johnny Legs. Hold
1: on, we'll we'll do an Aaron's Boy segment later because oh, there's a lot of. Aaron I have boys a in sneaky here. suspicion there are a lot of Aaron's Boys. Well, oh, there oh, are. Oh, boys I
3: in feel, this feel yeah. There I think are. This, should there be an Aaron's Boy stinger? Oh, oh you yeah. know most it, most definitely. <laughs>
0: So, uh uh Aaron, were you done? Yeah, I like the, the Rooks
2: ro- so, oh, just so good. <laughs> yeah. And he's Polish. Oh, the great. man who is a narcoleptic Argentinian is Polish. Heads up, Aaron's boy.
0: <laughs> Spoiler. Um so there's a fly in here or a gnat. Uh but uh, uh, I, another connection I have to this film is um I'll, I'll set another scene Woo, do, 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 do. it was 2017 2018 some 17 2017
1: in the distant past of three years ago three old years <laughs> ago hey
3: 2017 some good times you know, good times well
0: 2017 for me uh i was uh going on a uh out kind of with the lady you know those beginning steps we're like okay we went on one date it was good and then we're playing our second one but in between she invited me to a party and uh it was fun we were having fun then all of a sudden the karaoke happens and ah, uh, sure. and then she just goes oh i've always wanted to sing that love duet from moulin rouge and then my friend goes, oh, yeah, me too. And they proceed to sing the love duet for Moulin Rouge in front of me. <gasps> and then the next week, she doesn't want to date me anymore.
3: Did they go out?
0: I don't know, but I'm pretty sure.
3: <laughs> so you were, sorry, the du- you were the Duke? <laughs> I was the Duke. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, uh, man. Buddy, I'm and like, sorry. You
0: could see. Uh, I was just like watching like, oh, this is bad news. Also, the second time while my friends <laughs> sang a song that then the the woman realized, like, I don't want to be with James anymore. First time oh happened in high gosh. school.
3: Maybe that's why you... Or, oh man, that and then in the burlesque episode when you were talking about not wanting to do karaoke with me. Maybe you just yeah. don't like karaoke. It's just a bad know. taste. I it's love It's just a curious. bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> the reason
0: I don't do karaoke is because my best friend in the world, Patrick Scholl... Uh, who I've been best friends with for 21 years. He's a musical theater person, and he's trying to be a Broadway star. But when we were growing up, anytime I would sing, because uh, my family like we sing in the car and stuff. But anytime I would sing, Patrick would make fun of me and say, "Oh, James, my ears are bleeding." And that lasted for 10 years. So uh, I'm ve- I don't like to sing around people.
1: Well, speaking of being cuckolded like a pussy. What are the things that I like to do?
0: I love aggressive jock, Kenny. <laughs>
3: what the fuck? What, what the <laughs> yeah,
0: what the fuck? Uh,
1: one of the things that we like to do is add a little bit of context about why someone might feel a little bit of shame about the movies that we talk about. Which is why I like to bring a review to the panelists here, read it in a little segment that we like to call the context. Olivia, roll that beautiful sting footage.
3: Context. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. Right, I'll bring the bleep back. I'll bring. <laughs> oh, you're gonna bring the ble- the bleep back for this episode? Yeah, I'll We've bring. We've already the bleep cussed back. a lot. <laughs> All right, so here it comes. You. Con- in a review.
0: <laughs> Jesus. I'm not, I'm not going to bleep it for YouTube. I'm just throwing that out there.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, all right, f***ers. <laughs> in a review titled. <laughs> uh, in a review titled Moulin Rouge from Peter Bradshaw, published Thursday, September 6, 2001 from The Guardian. Ahem. Boz Luhrmann's musical, Moulin Rouge, is a gorgeously, intricately conceived film, but stately and monolithic, like a chandelier or a gigantic and very expensive Fabergé egg. Like everything else in this madly over-excitable film, like the design, the plot, the performances, and especially the music, it is a great big joke, tipping us a cheeky wink. This is to be the setting for the story of Satine, played by the statuesque Nicole Kidman. She is a courtesan comme chanteuse at the Moulin Rouge who falls in love with Christian, a penniless would-be writer, played by Ewan McGregor. Nicole Kidman herself cuts an intriguing and patrician figure as tall and delicate as a baby giraffe, but only hints at the interesting performance that she might have been able to give in a movie with real people set in a real Moulin Rouge. Milan Rouge screams along at breakneck pace, with his cartoon gestures and his trademark cat, crash zooms into people's faces. Lerman cannot, or will not, calm down. We are never allowed to draw breath. It is as if Boz has simply gone to Starbucks, purchased a 10-gallon drum of pure espresso for each member of the cast and crew, imbibed about 20 gallons himself, and then shouted, ACTION! There are loads of pastiche musical numbers when the principals burst into anachronistic song. But in each and every case, Lorman seems to be inviting a little whoop of congratulatory applause. This movie, though blessed with some stunning architectural design, never pays its audience the compliment of giving them the time and space to look around. We are driven back by the great undifferentiated roar of color and light and noise. It is as if a jeroboam of champagne has been shaken up far too much and then uncorked in our faces that isn't a very refreshing or tasty experience.
0: All right. First off, the energy of this film I think is very appropriate. For when you're in that falling stages of love. Because everything feels really fast paced and excitable. Yeah. So take that, reviewer.
3: Love the honeymoon phase.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so great. good.
3: It's so sweet. Until it's...
0: your friend and lady that you're trying to date sings a love song. Well, All I'll right, James. It, but...
1: pull, pull up, bud. Pull up.
0: It's just, I. we could have been something, Kenny. Okay. We could have been good. something, right. and I'd be married by now, and I'd be on track.
3: Sidebar requested?
0: Uh, yeah, granted. Granted.
3: Okay, James. Granted,
0: but, work. but,
1: with the stimulation, the stimulation. Granted, but with the stimulation, that we play a <laughs> stinger right here. Here we go. Stinger. <laughs> the
0: sidebar, sidebar stinger. Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar.
3: All right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to put that in there. <laughs> So, James, do you want to
0: be married right now? 100%, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, yeah. Tell me tell me uh, more about that. Like, why?
1: That might be the quickest why? that you've ever responded to any question. A- anything, ever.
0: yeah. I mean, let me preface with I don't want to be married to just anyone. I want to be married to, like, you know, the one. Uh, because then we'll have silly love adventures and go on uh, just fun bits and baths. And it'd be nice to have someone there who will be on my team forever and ever it sounds like a bit but it's 100 percent true
3: no i i I totally believe you
0: i can't wait to be married and uh the thing i look forward to the most is uh proposing to my future wife uh because to me it's the it's the best gesture you can do to start a marriage and the more effort you put in proves just how much you're willing to go for that person and do for that person so i'm very excited to propose to my future wife
3: do you have any ideas on how you'd go about that or you don't want to spoil it
0: uh well it's not spoiling it it's just it's so dependent on how we meet because like you have to craft it you have to craft it uh according to the relationship because you can't just do a generic like oh here's a rose and the moon is it's a full moon and we're under a gazebo filled with like ring lights like okay that's generically romantic sure but you have to do callbacks to the relationship you have to make every moment special to show that you listened and you cared throughout the entirety of the relationship
3: no that's important listening is important all right thanks for answering that question sidebar closed
0: nope i will never not answer a hopeless romantic question
1: cool that's fine you don't have to ask any of the other panelists if they have Proposal plans. That's
3: fine. <laughs> Dude, do I need to reopen the sidebar? Nope. Bar? Sidebar's already
2: closed. <laughs> I'm
3: like, Damn it! <laughs> oh, oh wait, I'm gonna That's like fine. I'm gonna try to pry the, the sidebar open again yeah, by saying, is. "Do not propose to me via flash mob. Don't do it. It's not <laughs> one. It's not safe right now during COVID. And two, I will dump your ass on the spot." Also, three, don't do it at a sports game unless the San Antonio Spurs won another NBA championship and confetti is falling.
1: What if they don't propose to you by flash mob, but a mob of flashes? So it's just a whole bunch of people dressed like the flash with a whole bunch of rings. I got to (laughs) reopen the
3: sidebar. Okay, so on that note, they would have to be like flashes from bulbs of all the thirst traps that I will be taking in that moment. Okay, now I'm gonna close the door. Sure.
0: Yeah. Wait, why okay, would you? Be th- per- Wait, hold on. Pull it, pull it back. Why would you be oh, doing, th- it, why would you be doing a thirst trap? Oh damn it! My arms are Why would you be doing a thirst trap if you, you're
3: Kate? Because okay. she's modeling on a
1: Lambo, you because, dunce. Because let's
3: be honest, I <laughs> let's be honest, I'm a basic B. Sure. Cue the basic B stinger.
0: <laughs> yeah, of cold.
3: Basic B. And I, and I am in also my... for
1: the listener that is not watching. Olivia literally has her arms up, <laughs> prying the sidebar. It's, it's getting it's...
3: heavy, guys. Let's let's get to the chase.
1: Sure, sure. So sure, sure.
3: basically, I am an I'm. I love Instagram, and I would want my no. proposal... Yeah, I would love my proposal photo uh-huh. to be like Instagram worthy. You know. That
0: makes sense. So that makes sense. Yeah, this now I'm gonna episode the
2: now.
0: has the same energy as this fucking movie. It's all over the place today. It's. <laughs> I mean, we like to have fun on our podcasts, and also sometimes we like to match the tone of the movie we review and we have watched
1: because we can, can, can. I don't know why Kenny's being aggressive today. I don't. know.
0: <laughs> I love it though.
1: Look, you f- <laughs> fucking.
3: What a- <laughs> c- <laughs> the. Just,
1: just you're being a c- filled with hard. C- Aaron. Gross. Just
0: dripping <laughs> wet with sponge oh, <laughs> I think we just gained some of the c- Cumboy's followers. You're no, some-
3: no, we don't want them! <laughs>
0: it's just- anyway, this movie's good. Yeah, I love <laughs> Moulin Rouge. Love yeah, anyways,
1: that's been our episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> and subscribe. Uh, and uh, uh, sidebar closed. Uh, and play the sidebar closed. Stinger.
0: God, everyone, hold.
3: Sidebar, Sidebar closed.
0: Nicole Kidman's great. Oh my, oh my God, yes. So I want to talk about uh, uh, just a little tiny moment where um, uh, granted. I mean, thank you. It's, <laughs> it's about- not a granted. sidebar. Yeah, it's- yeah. Granted, James. Okay, thank you, uh, Olivia. I
1: will allow you to. Talk about the movie. Well,
0: well, sure, I, I guess. About- okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's it's early in Act One when um, Satine and um, wow, I forgot, I forgot the other person's name. Uh, Z- Christian. No, oh, no, no, not Christian. Um, mustache Zeke Zekeer Z- Zilker, not Zidler. Z- 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 ha- Zidler. Harry Zidler. Uh, Ziggler. Uh,
1: and Aaron, right now, drop a. Drop a sample from the movie of Jim Broadmack going, hello!
0: (laughs) Or literally whatever he said.
1: Everything's going so
0: well! Uh, But it's when Satine's changing clothes, the mid-costume change. And she's like working through the voices of like, does he want someone bubbly? Uh, Or someone, I forget the other one, but the best one. Sultry. No, that's the one I like. Oh, a sultry temptress. I'm like, ha ah, oh, that's when I fell in love with team That's all I wanted to say. Cause, oh boy, <laughs> that's a James lady right there. Someone just sultry and temptress and Cue the James
3: Lady, lady stinger. <laughs> James, James Lady. <laughs>
0: God,
2: she's just so she's much fun in this in this movie.
0: Oh yeah. I I love her character. She is phenomenal. I mean, everyone in this. Like, they're so, I mean, uh, is this a millennial word or a Zoomer word, but they're so extra? Right? Right? That's that's like a millennial term.
1: In reading about the making of this movie, one of the inspirations for Baz Luhrmann, and this tracks a bunch, is Bollywood musicals. Yeah. He I, I believe he was inspired because he had just seen a Bollywood musical and went, How how can I make one of these? Because it runs the gamut of so many emotions and it's so extreme. And it's it's really hard to kind of take it on uh, American filmic terms because American movies are just so calm in comparison. And much like James said, this movie is so capital X extra.
2: I mean, it, it's it's very extra, without a doubt. But it's just, like, it's so fitting. And it knows how to give you breaths. And it knows how to give you a break and let you breathe. And give you raw, real emotion. And I, I still think... I always well up at the end with, with, spoiler alerts, when it goes silent for, like, three minutes, three seconds after Satine has passed. And Christian lets out this roar of a cry and it's just real and raw it's super uncomfortable it's oh so much and there's clapping and there's clapping behind it
0: position of the of the clapping and him screaming Uh, and crying it's
2: so brilliant and you're just like i i don't know what to feel right now and you're just like god i just what a beautiful show it's just so the energy is so well crafted in this movie i
1: mean this this movie ostensibly Begins by saying this is part of the bohemian revolution. It's all about uh, beauty, truth, freedom, and love. And I think... And please, let's let's discuss this in a segment that I'm calling Kenny's Discussion Table.
0: Uh, cue this thing. Ranted.
3: Welcome to the table, Kenny's Discussion Table.
1: I feel like this movie might also be an indictment of the bohemian lifestyle. Like, this doesn't necessarily say that the bohemian lifestyle is the greatest because because we're kind of oriented towards that way it makes you go yeah the way that Satine and Christian ended their relationship means that like they fell in love and it was on no one's terms but their own and then you also keep flashing forward and the Moulin Rouge is closed and Christian is broken and the applause at the end of the show is very hollow what do you think
2: you mean as far as people walked away you know wanting to embrace it is that what you mean
1: what, what the movie is saying, because I think people embrace it, and it's a very romantic movie, both literally and just in, in, in the feeling of being swept up in the emotion of it all. Oh. Um, but for me, you kind of walk away, and the characters, sure, they achieve that romantic sense of love, but it's at the expense of literally everyone else. Everyone's livelihood has been crushed. The Moulin Rouge is gone. And everything is just kind of done for.
2: The Moulin Rouge falls and crumbles, but it's not at the fault of the Bohemians. It's at the fault of greed and jealousy. I don't like clutter, so I don't know if I could be truly Bohemian. Um, But I, I think, you know, the idea of, you know, truth, freedom, you know, love. And I think all of those, I think the idea more so is, you know, The greatest stage of all is to love and to be loved in return. And I think that kind of of sets the stage for it all. And I think to me, if that's what it means to be truly bohemian, then I think it really does a great job in that. Because he's getting to tell a story that will never die. Because it is a love that will never die.
3: I do agree with Aaron. I think that it perfectly encapsulates the theme of... Uh, love and being loved in return, because sometimes we feel like, actually, it's funny, it reminds me of a song lyric I wrote for one of my songs. I wrote one of the lyrics from like a famous philosopher, but I was, you know, like, it's better to have been, uh, to have loved than to never have loved at all. And so uh, I, or loved and lost than to have have never loved at all. And so I put that in my song, like, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Would it feel, would it be
1: easier for you to sing that sentence? Like you can sing that. Sure. Right
3: now. Well, it's part of my song. Uh, it, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Oh, embarrassing, so. I'm sad. But the idea of like, it doesn't mean that just because it, it's not on, just because it's not currently happening, you know, in that moment anymore. Maybe it's something caused for it to cut short, it doesn't mean that it never existed. It doesn't mean that it's not powerful. It doesn't mean that, you know, it shouldn't be acknowledged. And I think that that's what this film really does well. It really carries that message.
1: Per- Perhaps it's just my fatalistic interpretation of all things, because that's just how I work. I just go, right, but what about the ending? Uh, because Christian is so lonely at the end. Well, really, Christian is begin- is lonely at the beginning, as well, he's so sad. Uh, and it, it doesn't seem like a positive sadness. Uh, but the sadness does not... like I think y'all are right as well. Because that sadness does not permeate the entire movie. It's not necessarily a melancholic movie. It really only becomes melancholic towards the last 30 minutes or so. Which makes sense because the movie is starting to try and, and converge those timelines.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think... Especially with with relationships, it's really easy to be like, where are we going to go in five years? Where are we going to go in three years? And it sounds morbid, but I, I can't guarantee that. I, I can't guarantee really tomorrow. You know, I might, you know, who knows? that? That's the beautiful blessing and, and tragedy of life that it's not guaranteed. I mean, I, th- um, I, th-
1: I think that's healthy. I think. Yeah. I'm I'm still learning all of this stuff about relationships, but at the same time, you you I, it's the responsible thing to do to factor in that people change, mm-hmm. and that you cannot. It, it 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 might be irresponsible to go. I'm going to be there for you forever because you don't know the kind of person that you're going to be in ten years, necessarily. Do I? I, I I'm I'm just thinking about this. I don't know if I necessarily even believe this, but just saying this out loud might be like the honest and truthful thing and so you're just kind of not even promising but promising that you can be there day to day to day for you until you're just not and then respect the other person for the kind of person that they are
0: instead of the person they used to be.
2: It's kind of like the Before trilogy.
3: Oh, right. oh, oh check out that <laughs> check out that episode on Patreon. It's really good. For me, when I reflect on past relationships and why they didn't work out, and I sometimes, you know, you have those moments where you're like, I wish I could go back to, you know, that time and, you know, that whirlwind experience and that honeymoon phase. And I wish certain things that were out of my control didn't happen. And I thought about that for a long time and then but now like having been old and having like a few years pass I'm like do I want to be who I was you know who I was like in that relationship and there were you know you know any any relationship I'd had for that matter and you know Mm -hmm. there's always going to be really good aspects and some not so great aspects and I think like I wouldn't want to necessarily go back to being that person who I was back then, because then I wouldn't have learned what I know now. And just like a lot of growth and a lot of unlearning of bad habits, you know, that I may have picked up during those relationships or whatnot. And so that's just, that's something that I I've really just started to really embrace as I've gotten older. It's like, you know what? I'm really glad that that happened. Um, and I'm glad that I got to learn those things along the way, but I'm really, I'm really like fucking excited about where I am at now. And that's not to say that like, you know, I'm not going to mess up, you know, in future experiences or whatnot. Um, and you know, my, my future relationships or whatever may be different It may have a different intensity, but, um, I can, I can look back at my life and say that like, yeah, I went through those experiences and. And they and they didn't work out, but they were great nonetheless, and, and that was the, the that was a ghost of my former self and I'm really happy with who I am now. So I don't know.
1: Two points that I would like yeah. to talk about. Uh sure. now play the two point sticker right now.
3: Two two points, points.
1: Uh, one, Olivia, uh, how dare you say that you might not be perfect in the future because girl you always perfect.
3: Thanks, Kenny
1: uh and two it's so interesting that you bring this up because while watching this movie whenever i watched this in high school i had such a rapturous response to this movie it was just i i remember bawling at the end of this movie because it was just so electric and with this watch through A lot of that had diminished, probably because I'm 32 at this point. And these emotions are so heightened, especially at the beginning, that for me, it's harder to connect with it. But I still hold this movie in such high regard because the 16, 17, 18-year-old version of me that watched this movie for the first time was so consumed by it. I am not eager or excited to get back to that tumultuous emotional mindset that I had. Mm-mm. But I can respect this movie so much because I, I went through the experience of connecting with this in such a raw and visceral way. I still remember how potent that was. And it's it's so thrilling to be nostalgic about just that connection while it might not necessarily, like the, the effect of it now has changed for me. But I can still, and just, again, one of the lovely things about this podcast, trying to figure out how other, I guess, people watch these Guilty Treasures, Guilty Pleasures, rather, not Guilty Treasures, the original name of our podcast. <laughs>
3: really the second
0: name of that podcast. Yeah, the second name, the original name hey, was Martina that's, that's,
3: Shop. Oh my gosh. No, Guilty Treasures was when I, that was the name of the pod when oh, I was Oh yeah. on.
2: You, you know? came on of Guilty Treasures, yeah.
3: I need that diamond bustier, um, that diamond corset that uh, Satine is wearing. Yeah, the costumes in this—just all the costumes, beautiful. Jesus. The wardrobe in this movie is fantastic. The
2: jewelry pieces, the Mm.
0: everything.
3: Donate to the Patreon so your girl can rock those in her future thirst traps. At the two
0: hundred and fifty dollar level, we can get uh, Olivia diamond bustier.
2: And it really kind of sucks that this film only got two awards <laughs> after yeah. it got nominated for like eight or ten. and it, But it got the awards for costume and design, good. I believe.
0: Good. good. Uh,
1: apparently, this was the first live-action musical to be nominated for Best Picture in 53 years. Whoa. I think that's, that's probably the thing that led to Chicago getting made and then winning Best Picture yes. later and I kind of the that. resurgence of musicals in the 2000s. Uh, which is really exciting. Uh, I haven't seen Chicago in a hot minute. Um, That's a a movie that I need to see again. Yeah,
2: there's a Mia's boy in it who gets an Oscar nom for that movie. A lot of people forget.
1: Uh, Speaking of Mia's boys, I think it's time to go to one of our favorite segments, Aaron's boys.
2: (laughs) Chock full of them in this movie.
1: You don't have to play a stinger right there.
2: Yeah, Aaron. Starting with the incomparable Johnny Legs who steals the show because he just wants to be totally alone. God.
1: Aaron, Aaron, we already (laughs) talked about a John Legend last week. Are you saying that we're talking about yet another John Legend? There's a whole
2: nother Johnny Legend in this one, and it's Johnny Legs himself. John (laughs) Legwizamo coming in playing a dwarf. That's the only real line they the only real title they give him yeah mm-hmm, and he turns yeah. into a director kind of sorta yeah. helps him with rehearsals and he helps cue the last mute the last number at the towards the end like he's just so he's so much fun in this in the show and a lot of people say he got uh, Ice Age because of this film. Oh my nice. gosh,
3: he's the best character in that movie. Oh,
2: yeah, suppo- because he's got the lisp. So supposedly,
1: <laughs> oh man, John Leguizamo must have made so much money from the Ice Age movies. Oh, he still is. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, he probably used that to fund a whole bunch of one man shows.
2: Yeah, he went back to back with one man shows from the 2000s to 2010. So he's killing it.
0: Who else was an heiress boy? Uh,
2: my notes: uh, Jim Broadbent. Uh, who's, who see? How many times can we get a portly, redheaded fellow to sing like a virgin in a Greek cathedral?
3: Oh my
1: god! Stupendous. I, I, when I think I, Jim Broadbent, I think of this performance, hands yeah. down. It is. It is this. I think Jim Broadbent just looks like this in my mind.
2: <laughs> At all times. Yeah. But a person who has strangely aged but will always be an Aaron's Boy just for this film alone, Jasset Komen, the unconscious, the narcoleptic Argentinian, oh, yeah, oh, who is- too. that is his name in this film, is just narcoleptic Argentinian. Man. Just so good.
3: And what, the Oscar what else, goes
1: too. What else has he been in, Aaron?
2: Uh, he's been in a- he's uh, a Polish actor. He's been in a couple of Polish films. He would- the, next big name film that he's been in was defiance um he's also been in the b movie no not the b movie but maya the b movie i it's a yeah it's a strange b movie that i looked it up and i was like i know we'll just remember you for this one
1: was he in defiance he played john defiance the main detective
0: (laughs) i i like that movie it's a good movie which defiance are we talking about? We're talking about the World War II?
2: World War II with uh Daniel Craig, Liev Shriver. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's in re- there. He's probably
2: somewhere in the back as like militia or something.
0: Yeah, I need I'll rewatch and look out for him. He's he's aged a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Makes sense. But
2: yeah, there it's just oh man, I just love everybody's performance, but most I, I really keep going back to Tango. Oh Tango so del bad. Roxanne. Oh, uh, it's yeah. just yeah. so raw and real. And it's just You're so overcome with emotion and turmoil. And then it's just peaking and peaking and peaking. And you're just like, oh man. And I, I turn the volume up so loud. I want the neighbors to know what's going on in this house whenever that number comes on. It's just when he comes in with that guttural just just oh, just Dan, hard. Dan. Oh,
0: it's just so good Uh oh. this is a good transition what's everyone's favorite song in the movie because oh i like gosh. i mean ironically enough i really love that love duet it's real good
3: I, I could, yeah. yeah so you're not you're not scarred by that i'm song. not
0: it, that's how good <laughs> this song is it's yeah so it's a good. great song i can't argue oh, and so i also really like essentially the pitch song where they're pitching to the duke what the, oh, the show's yeah. gonna be i love the energy of that one that one's really fun
3: i love uh the elephant song the oh. elephant home medley because oh, you yeah, hear yeah. silly love songs by paul mccartney and then you hear mm-hmm. pride in the name of love by you two uh and then i don't know if that's where they also i mean just throughout the movie also you hear alton john's your song and that's one of my favorite songs and um part of the like a little bit of shame is and and this maybe for me is that i put your song in a playlist for a guy that i really liked so
0: <laughs> no <laughs> no shame. shame in that that's great mixtapes are great it was or a spotify playlist playlist i still yeah. call them mixtapes for me
2: big fan of the like a virgin <laughs> Yeah. Cover. Yeah. But Roxanne takes the cake for me. It's just so, of course, so good.
1: Kenny, I love Elephant. Love Medley specifically. Whenever they kick into when when Ewan kicks into We Can Be Heroes. uh, Yes. Just he goes so high. Uh, Although I found myself, I think I audibly gasped whenever he first sang, uh, "My gift is my song." Mm-hmm. Uh, to Satine, I was just like, "Ugh, because that's," it was so wonderful. Come what may is a ba- a banger. Oh, so yeah. good.
0: Uh, yeah. As well, they're um, all good. They're all good.
1: The show must go on is a banger. Uh, El tango de Roxanne is a banger. Oh
3: yeah. This whole oh oh and then, and then like I mentioned earlier in this episode the cover of Patti LaBelle's Lady Marmalade by the, um, four, by the four queens, Xtina, Pink, Lil' Kim, and Maya. That's a banger. Yes.
2: And they also throw in I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yes! And a uh, like,
1: uh, elephant, just... elephant love medley rips. Rips, 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 rips. Let me ask you all this. Had you had exposure with jukebox musicals before this movie?
0: Because yes, I certainly had not. At the Institution Theater.
3: Not not really, but I, I know... Well, no, that's a lie. Uh, if you've seen Across the Universe, that's a musical that's written solely on Beatles songs. Hmm. It's got Jim Sturgis and um, Evan Rachel Wood. So would that would that be considered a jukebox musical? Oh, most definitely. Okay, so uh... that... And then I think, oh, then if you if you count yesterday, but yesterday's not really
0: mm. a
3: musical as it is like a music based comedy. Right. That makes uh,
1: sense. Yeah. Across the universe. Not really a movie that I, I I think that movie is fine. But the soundtrack from that movie rips. Yeah. Wow. We does it rip. And I think there's some really powerful visuals in that movie.
3: I actually had uh, a, the movie poster in my freshman college dorm because I loved that movie so Great much. Poster.
1: Great yeah. poster, The
3: the one with the strawberry on it. You know, back in college when we would like get all of the all of the basic cliche posters from the poster sale to like. Hang oh, up in dude, our dorms. I yes. love the poster
0: sale. <laughs> I spent seventy dollars on that poster sale the first year I went to college. Uh, we all God, had
1: that poster the jj abrams star trek with the original release date on it like oh. yeah i mean we stereotypical
3: had that right <laughs> next to audrey Hepburn.
0: yeah see we all have it
2: <laughs> yeah right next to the the fight club of the fight club poster of them just staring outside of the the uh you know the yeah fincher rules yeah fincher's god fincher's fincher god. is god god
0: i i need to put that on the I'm not sure it was. That, was. that was like our first That was our first. Shirt shut up bit. about. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, speaking of Fight Club, uh, there are four things that you talk about with the rules of Fight Club. Rule number one, you don't talk about Fight Club. Yep. Rule number two, you do not talk about Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Rule that's number sorry. three, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. And finally, yeah, that's rule that's number sorry. four is that everyone's fourth favorite game is the Rotten Tomatoes game. I was wondering how you're
0: going to circle that back. I'll accept that bit. Yeah, I'll take it.
3: It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Boom, da, boom, boom
1: The Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system that assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good, it's only a survey of how many people liked it. I'm going to be asking our panelists for two Uh, numbers, one being the critical approval rating as well as the audience approval rating they will be giving me guesses without going under starting with the critical score and starting with the titular Fight Club master himself, Mr. Fight
0: Uh, that's correct, Uh, I know everything there is about Fight Club
1: yeah well again we're not supposed to talk about it Uh, out of 199 critical reviews, what do you think the approval rating is for Moulin Rouge, directed by Baz Luhrmann
0: I'm going high. I'm going high. I'm going to say 74. 74%. I think most uh, people like this, but I think some people were thrown off by its energy and rapid cuts.
1: Well, let's see if that has not thrown off our other panelists for guessing. Detective, what do you think the critical score is for Moulin Rouge?
3: Be a little bit more optimistic, given that during this time, this is the movie that may have revived musicals of the 2000s. So I'm going
1: to say 80%. 80%. James thought he was being optimistic, but the detective, detective, of course, shines her spyglass on things and sets James on fire. But let's see if Aaron can douse that fire. What is your guess for Mulan Rouge's critical approval rating? I'm gonna, i want to... I'm going to go a little
2: bit higher. I'm going to say 84. I, I think people really really i think the performances alone kind of detracted from the energy um that may have been a foul taste for some people
1: wow uh aaron being even more optimistic getting yet another spyglass out and also putting it on james <laughs> setting him on double fire
0: sorry uh, buddy let's uh, uh go ahead and put that double fire stinger there god this
2: episode has been forty percent. Uh, go ahead and put that blank stinger in there. Like... Let's
1: yep.
3: wait, wait. Let's go ahead and add an. Let's add an Aaron complains stinger. God. Oh, Aaron complains, and then let's add a great idea of
1: Olivia stinger right there. Yep. Oh, great idea. Well, it looks like you two mother have not won it, while one other person has indeed won it. Olivia, you are closest without going under. The correct answer, your guess was 80%. The correct answer is 76%. Oh, wow. it's under my Whoa. Two. Oh, man. What a bummer. I thought Much it was- like Goldilocks, Olivia is not too hot, not too cold, and just right on this movie. Uh, that's, what all the, that's what
3: all my suitors tell me, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's see if those suitors have suited you up Look, here's just the audience thing. Out of 505,228 audience ratings, starting with the detective herself, what do you think the audience approval rating is for Moulin Rouge?
3: Well, as a good transition, just to help tweak that, I think in terms of how suitable this movie was to audiences, I would have to say maybe a little bit higher. I want to go with 86%. 86%.
1: Now, Olivia, I don't know if you know this, but that's 6% higher than your original guess. Yes. All right, that's my commentary for that. Mr. Salinas. I feel like
2: 84 suits this one the
1: best. 84% suits this one the best. And going along with the suit workplay, 84%, which is 2% lower than Olivia's original guess, but exactly the same as your previous guess at the critical score, uh, James,
0: wait. What? What? Aaron said. Aaron said eighty four.
1: Eighty four. Olivia
0: oh, said, said... eighty six.
1: Now remember, you were pessimistic but seemed optimistic on the first go around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, is yeah, your strategy
1: yeah, yeah. going into the second round where you're
0: playing? I was gonna go for the Goldilocks method, but I think I'm gonna go with my gut and say ninety percent in possession 90%. of Olivia to be the Goldilocks once again. 90%. Wow,
1: James. Uh, Bolt tank, but apparently this bed is indeed too hot. The correct answer is 89%. You are closest Whoa. without going under.
3: Oh, my God.
1: James, I don't know why you're angry. You won.
0: What? I you're did? You're the winner. I thought I failed. Yeah. No, I thought the I bed failed was... again. You said, no, the was... you said it was yeah, too hot. You said it was too hot, Kenny.
1: Right, because it's not a Goldilocks, because Olivia would have been a, the just right. Because oh. she was in the middle, Aaron was too cold, and you're too hot. So
0: Listen, the bed I, was too I hot. I saw it as a repeat of last time, so I apologize for throwing my headphones on the ground. Was that
1: self-deprecating,
2: Kenny? I feel like that was self-deprecating. What? He just no, was he it? said I failed. He said I failed. Oh. There's nothing
0: wrong with failing, first off, if two improv theaters taught me anything. Uh, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with failing and admitting failure because you can grow from it.
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna have to throw a flag on the play. That's poor sportsmanship, Aaron. I I, I think what no
3: to- cat cue, cue the cue the rule breaker stinger. Looks like we had <laughs> rule
1: breaker. I thought somebody I it's thought somebody
0: poor, broke the rule. It's poor sportsmanship. It's just poor
3: sportsmanship. I thought Kenny broke the, the rule by saying he failed.
2: No, James had said I failed.
3: Oh, does James owe $30 No,
0: then? that's not self-deprecating. <laughs> you can say you failed and not self-deprecate.
1: Yeah, and that's Kay. why I think Aaron should pay the $30 because of poor sportsmanship. Oh, my
0: just I just want to say
1: my
2: skin looks so
1: good right now.
0: Like, it does.
2: God damn.
3: Male skin care.
0: glowing. Mm. I
3: am. Just also, thinking. also, Aaron, go ahead and insert the Pussycat Dolls, don't you? The don't you wish your don't girlfriend ya. was hot like me? Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Ooh, we, we need that
3: in this moment right now
1: thank but you can you take the hot out and then put Olivia saying pod right there so dude <laughs> don't you wish your girlfriend was pod like me
3: don't you wish your girlfriend was pod like me don't you wish your girlfriend was a podcast like me
0: don't you so just to clarify i won right yeah yes <laughs> uh, hey James i won
3: w- the i won the first one i know yeah so it's Okay, I know. James
0: won
1: one. Olivia won one. Aaron is penalized 10 yards and $30. What No! How am I going to get 10 yards? Look, do you want to get booted from the game?
0: (sighs) Okay. Aaron's the penniless bohemian. See, so yeah, that's what I was working towards. That's been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rocking theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Do you have suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shame Watch Pod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. And we get to say your name on the podcast, starting with Kenny Madison from Austin, Texas. Aaron O'Salinas from Austin, Texas. Gene Fight, uh, Bowling Green, Ohio, Alan Smith of Leander, Texas. Bradley McPherson of Tulsa, okay. Jennifer Steinberg of Austin, Texas, Herc of Austin, Texas, Ian
2: Keegan of Gillette, Wyoming, Danny Cantu of San Marcos, Texas, Miranda Suarez of San Antonio, Texas, Irene Suarez of San Antonio, Texas, and Nolan Barger of Oklahoma City, okay. Until next time. Wait wait, 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 James, wait. wait, wait, The difference between you and I is you can always leave this is my pod, <laughs> Olivia, what's yours? she's got t b
0: That's why I coughed, okay. okay, I thought you were fake laughing,
3: no, <laughs> all right hey podcast go podcast soul podcast flow podcast hey podcast go podcast
0: soul podcast flow podcast nice kenny i didn't say anything until next time our watch us now Made the dog bark at my home. <laughs> uh, until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. Roxy!